Welcome to the Mission Daily. We've got a special guest in the house, hearkening back to the earliest days. That Friday feeling. <laughs> What's up, Ian? It's been a while. It has been a while. I feel like I see you around the office, but <laughs> I have not seen you in the across the seat on on the interview interview decks here at the Mission Studios. It's almost like we've been working really hard or something like that. <laughs> I'd say something like that. You've been uh, running all around. So downtown Oakland, downtown San Francisco. Palo Alto. Nonstop interviews. Uptown. Yeah, so we've been recording all the interviews for our upcoming podcast, The Future of Cities. So we've been at a bunch. Actually, we just posted a pretty cool Instagram story about it. But we've been at Airbnb's headquarters. We've been at Slack's headquarters. Um been in Spur at uh, in downtown San Francisco. We've been, gosh, where else? You got Lyft, a lot of big, yeah, Lyft. Lyft's headquarters. A lot of big um, names on the podcast. You talked to the uh, CEO of WeWork West is going to oh, be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we have, oh, we were in WeWork with their head of policy and um, the CEO. Uh, <laughs> at Katera. Uh, oh yeah, we were at Katera. We went to Katera's headquarters. Up in, it's in Menlo, right? Yep. Very cool. I think, yeah, I think, yeah. It's right off Sand Hill. Um, gosh, where else? We've been to a bunch of places. It's been it's been a really fun month talking to a lot of people about innovations in the future of cities, driverless cars, bus. Oh, we were at Proterra, which is a bus company, uh, electric bus company. Yeah, talking about electric buses, about cars, about future buildings, skyscrapers made of wood, um, about new building materials, all sorts of stuff. It's been really cool really interesting and uh by the end of this month the future cities will be out in the wild that's exciting so i've been going over some of the concept art for it with uh our illustrator and it's come together really well it's exciting to see it uh all happen so yeah and then the other thing that we've been i don't think we've talked about yet on the podcast is that we are going to be at dreamforce this year we haven't shared it yet in force Um, The mission team, Chad and I, are going to be speaking at Dreamforce. We're going to be doing a panel with CIOs, CTOs, and leaders in IT. And the reason why is because we have a podcast coming out called IT Visionaries, where we are talking to tech leaders about interesting trends in technology, IT, and all things technology-related. I think what's really cool, we were talking about this earlier, is that a lot of the stories that these people are sharing and case studies and best practices these just are now being implemented on the front lines of a rapidly changing technological environment. So whether they're working in a public capacity or in a private company, this is cutting edge stuff. And it's really, really exciting that we get to share, distill, and then present this to listeners as quickly as possible. I just, I feel like that's really important because the world's changing so fast. And so many of these different uh, C-level executives who see this happening on the front lines are in the best position to share the really relevant stuff. Yeah, and what's so cool about a bunch of the podcasts we have coming down the pipe here, um, IT Visionaries launches on Wednesday of next week. So in in less than a week, that's gonna be live. And talking to folks that are in front of massive scale. I mean, the CIO of Shell, which is, you know, one of the biggest companies in the world, the CIO of Shell was sharing that they sell more Coca-Cola than any company in the world. They have more retail locations than McDonald's and Starbucks combined. I mean, you're talking about people at massive, massive scale uh, of their businesses and are touching just 
stuff that you use every single day in your life, which is really fun. And then also with the future of cities, we're looking at cities like the city of Detroit, city of San Francisco, um, and just talking about how these things, how these cities, how these governments play with private companies, with public institutions, with nonprofits, with all of these things, how they all kind of smash together with technology and kind of shape the future of our world. Sure. I I love the idea too, that this is about fostering collaboration and celebrating examples where good collaboration happens because so often like the narrative in the news is always about how this tech company is not getting along with the city or they're being sued or they're being fined and vice versa. And I think the much more interesting narrative is all of these examples of collaboration where people put aside differences and just start making things better for their constituents that either live in the city or else in the case of the tech companies, you know, just better products and services uh, and taking those meetings at city council and stuff. And that stuff is going on, but it's just not talked about. Yeah. And we, you know, we had a really good interview today with that'll be coming out um, later on this month with the former head of growth of Waze. And she was telling us that Waze shares their data with, I think, over 600 cities worldwide. I mean, you're for talk- free. This yeah. is, I mean, essentially, they could charge a huge price for this data to improve the city because it's real time, it's proprietary, it's being collected in live fashion, basically. So yeah, and I think, and I think that they have some type of partnerships with cities that. I mean, I, I, I guess I, 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 I don't know exactly what those look like, but you're talking about technology enabling us to move faster to see where traffic is in real time. All of these companies are working on really cool things and the cities are working on really cool innovations as well. How to look at year 2040, 2060. Some of these institutions, Spur has been around since 1911. Um, It's just really cool to talk to folks at the cutting edge and then ultimately like share it with all of you. And, you know, if you're interested in IT, you're going to love IT visionaries. If you're interested in technology, you're going to love IT visionaries. If you're interested in education, we have a podcast called Education Trends that's going to be coming very soon. If you're interested in cities and technology, we're going to have the future of cities. So there's just a lot of really fun stuff coming from the mission. Yes. And it's really exciting as the network starts to get rolling, as we get more and more shows in production and launching to see not just like audience reaction, but to see the people that we've interviewed, their reaction, their delight and I'm just, and especially too, a lot of the larger organizations that you've interviewed people in, uh, seeing how supportive they are in terms of wanting to share this, get it around, and yeah, just have a lot of big stuff coming your way. So we have one, and then we have a huge interview coming next week with the CMO of Twilio. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, coming down on Monday. Yeah. So we talked to Sarah Varney, the CMO of Twilio. She is phenomenally smart. She's a phenomenally smart marketer and an awesome person. And coincidentally, went to the same high school as me. So really crazy. Yeah, I did not see that coming I know. The, uh, at the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, it was, re- it was a fun, fun little thing that we found out in the middle of the interview. But that's going to be a really good one. That's coming up next week. Um, and that's obviously they're a partner, but we're fans of the company. So they're, when we did an app a while ago, I was looking into Twilio to integrate um, with our upcoming app that we're building. When we think about SMS messaging, Twilio is the go-to company uh, to provide all of that. So they're on our radar for that reason. They're on our radar because they're a client and we just love the company, love the culture. And some stuff like that is so fun because, you know, the thing that we believe here at the mission is that 
it's really exciting to work with companies that you use their products and love their products. Like it's so fun to interview folks from all these companies that we actually use what they do every day. We see the benefits. I mean, I use Waze every single morning to check for traffic. So it was really cool to hear how the company was founded and how it was started and uh, and her role in that process, um, Diane's role. So things like that are really cool. And for Twilio, you know, we are gonna be on location at the Twilio Signal Conference as you've been sharing with the audience. And it's just really exciting to see these type of innovations in person, hear speakers, and then talk to our fans and fans of, of the product. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to come, it's going to be in San Francisco at the Billy Graham Civic. Is it auditorium or center? It's a civic auditorium in San Francisco. Civic auditorium. There you go. City's expert I'm sitting across from right here. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so you can use the code MISSION20. You get 20% off. And that's where we're going to be. We're going to be on location. We're going to be uh, hopefully filming, doing a little bit of audio and yeah, generally we'll just hanging out. Yeah. Live podcast, some audio, some video. Um, it's going to be a great time and I'm really excited to, uh, to be there and to hang out with everybody and hopefully folks stop by and say, what's up. Cool. Likewise. And let's get a little personal. What have you been, what have you been doing? Outside of work. I heard you went, you went fishing. The other I day. went halibut fishing. Actually, there's a great anecdote for life for this. Um, it turns out <laughs> uh, when you've been halibut fishing for, never done this, um, went on the boat thinking that it's going salmon fishing. Uh, got about... Did you just not check or... Did, no, no, no. It was it was booked as salmon fishing. It was the last minute. I did the five second rule. Gosh, what episode was that? That, that, had that was to be, one of the first ones. Yeah. yeah. So probably back like episode 17 or something like that of Mission Daily, we did this thing called the five second rule. If you're a new listener, where basically you just make a decision in five seconds and just take action. And if I, you don't, you're going to procrastinate or convince yourself out of it, things like that. Shout yeah. out to Mel Robbins, wrote a great book, The Five Second Rule. Yeah, shout out Mel Robbins. And so I I did this. I was like, I'd been wanting to do this for a while. I saw a report and I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So I called, I booked it, showed up that day with uh, one of my best friends, Anthony. Shout out to Anthony. And we got on the boat, got out there, going under the... Golden Gate Bridge, beautiful, freezing cold morning in San Francisco. And halibut started biting. And we said, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and one of the guys that was standing next to us went, yeah, the captain made the decision uh, early this morning that we're going, that we weren't going for salmon. And I said, well, that's perfect because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Turns out, you know, you catch a man of fish and he eats for a day. If you don't know how to fish for halibut, you catch nothing and you go home <laughs> empty handed. But it was uh there's a moral there somewhere. Yeah, it was a great day out on the water. What have you been up to? Cool. Just uh I got back in the gym a little bit. So started with one day a week and then three days a week, four days, and I'm tracking if I go today and tomorrow, it'll be five days in a week. So Ooh. yeah, it's a major, major yeah, jump after yeah, having Grayson things slowed down a little bit. I uh, got a little bit lazy or just busy and yeah. I have not been as much in the gym lately, but I was joking that I'm on uh, the Mediterranean diet, which I made <laughs> up uh, is probably not a real thing, but I've just been eating a lot of Turkish apricots, almonds and hummus and chickpeas lately. So super random, but uh, it's been great. Nice. Yeah, we have, um, aside from all the interviews and everything like that, the our studio is rapidly filling up with some new hires. We have, shout out to Dylan and Lacey, mission team members who are driving across country. Not So Lacey is not driving yet, but Dylan is on the road right now, coming out, moving out to 
yeah, the oh, Bay Area. We're yeah. gonna get some. That's great. That's so exciting. We're gonna get some. We'll get Dylan on the on the podcast some here sometime in the near future for the Mission Daily. Here, do a little interview with our head of growth here at the Mission. Um, he was building computers since he was like twelve years old. The guy is brilliant. So, yeah, that's really fun. Are you watching any stuff or reading any stuff that's fun these days? See, books wise, I'm reading Job by Rene Girard, and it's a really fun book. It's short; it's about 170 pages. And so, Rene Girard, we've mentioned him a couple times, but he's a really interesting French philosopher. And Girard, basically, he looked at the Bible and the Book of Job and said, "Yeah, this is like really interesting how you guys have been interpreting it, but it's all wrong, and this is the real interpretation." And so you don't make any friends if you uh, say that <laughs> you don't make any friends inside the church or outside the church when you yeah. talk about those two topics. And so he was a professor at Stanford and he wrote a bunch of different books. And uh, Job is one of my favorites. So I've been revisiting that, rereading it. And it's uh, it's excellent. It's one of the books that gets better the second time around. Um, it's really, really cool. And it's it's not what you ex- definitely not what you expect. It's, it has nothing really to do with uh, any traditional interpretations of yeah, the Bible or the book of Job. So. so I have been a little slow on my reading lately because we've been doing so many podcast interviews, which is like, it's my source of learning new information from all these smart people. But I did watch the show Barry. Have you heard of this on HBO? I haven't heard it, no. Really interesting. So it's like a, kind of a dark comedy and it's with Bill Hader and he's essentially- so It rings a bell, but I'm blanking on. Yeah. So. Who's Bill, yeah, Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. So he's on SNL for a long time. And gotcha. he was contract killer that ends up like kind of like trying to fake it into acting. It's really kind of a silly premise, but it gets freaking deep. So first of all, number one, he's a, a military veteran, which obviously we both are. So it kind of hit a little home for me and like not exactly the greatest portrayal, um, <laughs> which I was kind of like, this isn't great. But I mean, you can't expect anything less no, than not great. Uh, <laughs> definitely, portrayal. definitely not great. <laughs> Which happens in one or uh, there's like A, B, or C options for the yeah. portrayal of military people on TV and traditional uh, TV series. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's not good. And the, and then the, he has like some Marine buddies that are like super over the top. That's not great either. But I, I kind of got past that. It gets really deep on what is this nature of like basically taking orders, doing what you're told versus not, and it's. If you're going for like a really good time, I think it's got nominated for a bunch of like Emmys or something like that. But it's it's a it's a really interesting look into human psyche, and there's a pretty powerful performance from him, who's kind of a silly guy normally. So it was pretty made me think, made me think a little bit. Cool. Anything anything else you're watching or uh, reading? Um, we put I mean, a bunch so, of some so, of the stuff in the newsletter lately has been uh, yeah really awesome that we've added. We talked about the Netflix economics breakdown. That oh, was, yeah, that was great. That was really, really interesting. Basically, like I had no idea they were spending that much money just to stream content. And uh, that's a fact. Yeah, for anybody that hasn't seen it, you can subscribe to the newsletter at themission.co. And we put just the coolest stuff that we can find all over the internet with a general theme to help you level up. Yeah. I The one thing that in preparation for my interview with the founders of Kieran Timberlake, so I read their three of their books, Prefab Architecture, uh, or prefabricating architecture, uh, the cellophane house and the Loblolly house, which are two houses that they built basically that were like half art projects, half like prove it. What was so interesting though is they they basically wrote the book on like fabri- prefabricating architecture, 
But what's so interesting is their whole thesis is we're not just going to write the book, we're actually going to do it. So they set forth these ideas in the book in 2000, I think six when they wrote it. And then they actually built the houses in like 2011 and 12. And then they wrote books about those houses that they built. And I was like, that is so freaking cool. Let's talk about skin in the game. Like we're, we're just going to say, hey, we believe that the future should be different. And then they just straight up built the houses to show that, hey, this can be done. They built a house in downtown in New York City in like, I think it was three weeks. And it was six stories. It was glass. It was like state of the art, really cool. And they're like, you can you can build a house like you can build an iPhone based sort of thing. That's fascinating. And did they get acquired by Katerra or are they a partner with Katerra now? I, I don't even... Um, I, I think that Katerra is a lot of the stuff that they are believe about the future of construction and housing and building was based gotcha. off of a lot of that work gotcha. that Kieran Timberlake created. But I, they're partners in some capacity, cool. but no, they're they're just like yeah, they've I, been a. I saw that book, and for anybody, or I saw those books, anyways, in the Instagram uh, pictures, they look yeah really cool. And for anybody that uh, isn't familiar, so Katerra is a company that's taking a full stack approach to construction. So figuring out how do you build every step of the equation and own every step and piece of the supply chain process. It's a really interesting company. They're a client of the mission, and it's uh, it's exciting to see a company that says let's build buildings like iPhones. And then does it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and some of the stuff that we're learning in the in the future cities is just like absolutely amazing. I mean, you're talking about the need for 2.5 billion houses over the next between now and I think like 2040. Yeah. I mean, you're talking somebody better figure out how to build them fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think India, and I forget the exact stat. I think India is adding an additional 50 million houses every month. Wow. Uh, or a, a need for 50 million houses every month. I mean, like these, these these challenges are astronomically big. So it's remarkable to hear what people are doing at the cutting edge of innovation and solving problems that are that enormous. It's really cool. Very cool. And I just finished listening to a really uh, interesting audio book too. It was called The Gambler. And I stumbled across this one. I usually wouldn't listen to you know, take on one more book or something like that, but it was a short book. It was an autobiography of this guy named uh, Kirk Kikorian. And he was an Armenian who, you know, self-made guy, uh, fighter pilot, or was it, yeah, it was a fighter pilot in World War II. And it was just about how he got started in Las Vegas early on and how he built up his business empire. But it was fascinating. One of the little known American icons of early entrepreneurship, but he inspired a bunch of different people and um, basically built Las Vegas, among other things. And I would say a highly ethical way at a time when a lot of people weren't being so ethical in business. So that's really, I, I have not heard of it. That'd be it. Yeah, it was, you just listen, you listen to a book like that and it's easy to think that how business is done now and how businesses are funded and how people raise money and things like that. It's easy to think that how it, it's happening now is how it's always happened. It's very, very different than how it used to happen basically and how it happened in the uh, 60s and 70s and 80s and i think that studying how business used to be done that's there's a lot of opportunities there because just listening to this short audible book i came out with dozens of ideas about new ways to fund projects and new ways to uh, basically serve clients before you even are officially like you know working with them in a paid capacity so a lot of interesting ideas that you don't expect to find in an autobiography, but sure enough, they're there. So awesome. Anything else? Uh, that's it. Yeah, I got uh, pretty busy other than that, but yeah, 2.5 okay. speed. You can get through some, uh, get through some audible books at the gym.
Well, as always, uh, hit us up on on the Twitters or wherever at the Mission HQ or at Ian Faison or at Chad Grills because we love feedback. Feedback is a gift. And if there's stuff that you want to hear or want us to cover, as always, we'll throw it in the queue, as they say. Let's do it. And big shout out to Twilio. Thanks again for sponsoring the Mission Daily. Twilio Signal Conference is coming up October 17th and the 18th in San Francisco. We're going to be there and we hope to see you too. If you do want to come, be sure to use the code MISSION20 at checkout and you will get 20% off your ticket. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.